0: The problem.
1: But what we have is too strong, it's too powerful. I've never seen anything like this. Could cause uh, everybody to freak out <laughs> with ridiculous bull that stunned the world. This is a new way, and it's a new day because consciousness is expanding. Are you serious? This is a want an opportunity to talk to jack armstrong and joe getty well uh, jack armstrong and joe getty who host the popular uh, radio talk show ask the same question of their listeners and here's their response you got another question i give you
2: america this is ed mcmahon and now is armstrong and Señor. What is it? A dimly lit room, deeper than the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound. It appears that it is. And today, we're under the tutelage of our general manager, Macron. We will rebuild. So blue. We oui. will we respond to this crisis. We, oui. we, oui, we will. So this uh, just came across from the New York Times a couple minutes ago. There are no firewalls or sprinklers in a forest of an attic, they called it. Decisions to preserve Notre Dame's appearances fueled a fire hazard. Yep. So they didn't have sprinklers up there. Hmm. Well, don't leave your cigarette next to your uh, <laughs> can of oily rags no. when you're doing construction. oh. No. Huh? Don't try to kill spiders by putting lighters in front of aerosol cans to entertain your co-workers. Jacques strap or whatever your name was. Oh, boy. Um, mm. Hmm? Hmm? That's mm. some anti-French bias. Was it? Racism! God, I had a friend... i triggered. Yeah. I had this guy I became pretty good friends with who was Italian, and uh, went to Italy and stayed at his house and everything got to know him very well. Man, did he hate France and the French. Oh, yeah. He hated the French. <clears throat> him and all his friends... Remember, it came up. We were out drinking one night. For the French and just hated the French. He'd been all over the world, driving the world. He'll I mean, he'll never step foot in France, though. Wow. He'd never been to Paris. He'd never been in those places. Wow, interesting. And I just that was that was my first introduction to um, you know because yeah. I I had been told my whole life that only Americans uh, have any uh, uh, bad thoughts about any other people or country or culture or anything like that. It's just rude, awful, evil Americans. But everybody else is warm and welcoming. And him and all his friends hating the French so much, they wouldn't even set foot in France. I thought, well, that's really interesting. That was one of my major takeaways from my trekking about Europe a number of years ago, is everybody in every country is at least snide, if not outwardly hateful, about whoever's next door. and then he married a Vietnamese woman whose mom, I don't think she attended the wedding. I know she hated him because she hated Italian songs. Ah, yes. (laughs) Of course. The old Vietnam-Italy thing. Yeah, it goes back years. So it ain't, uh, you know, come on. I know. It's just human nature. It's not the best part of human nature, but it's pretty common. You try to control it? You try not to hurt anybody? Or You know, but yeah. Yeah, that's why the screeching college freshmen with their self-righteous anti-Americanism is so tiring. You just you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, there's plenty of nasty in the U.S. We're working to deal with it. We're like every other place on Earth. Why are there giant dead beached whales in the San Francisco Bay Area? That's the question. (laughs) (laughs) So I nailed down the question. That is the question. (laughs) We all have questions, Jack. We're looking for answers. Why so many dead whales? Hmm. Those are other stories. Yes. We will dive into. Well, right. Deeply. Uh, at some how, point. How many dead whales does it got to be before you do something? Huh? And this is Muller Report Eve, right? Yes. It is. It is. We've gathered our children to our breast, the breast of the family hearth. Does your hearth has, have breasts? That's not design. Uh, <laughs> we've bought them close to us for when this thing comes out. We gotta play the clip of It'll Ken. change everything. I saw Ken Starr who ran the uh the Clinton impeachment thingy. all that investigation. I saw him yesterday. We gotta play the clip of him where he said, People are everybody's gonna be disappointed. You're gonna be reading along and right where you get to the good part, it's gonna go black. So <laughs> that's what it's gonna be. But everybody's disappointment will delight me. <laughs> So everyone but me will be disappointed. You'll be happy. I think it be their, fabulous. And there other people's disappointment. Exactly. <laughs> I will be absolutely cheerful until I remember the dead whales. Oh. That'll bring me back down.
1: <laughs> More on that to come. Stay with well,
2: us. let's introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start there with our board operator, Michelangelo. Pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael?
1: I'm doing great. Uh, yesterday, I had to have a gas range um, repaired. And um, I want to encourage young women to learn electronics <laughs> and repairs because... A woman came out, and she was fantastic. She had been doing, uh, uh, learned all these skills. Uh, she started her business in 2005. She has her own business, and uh, it was great. She did a great job. Terrific. Yeah. And she said it's a male-dominated field, but she started her own business, and just want to encourage young women to go for it. and. Get into, be, appliance get into repair. that stuff yeah, yeah by well, all means
2: there appears to be money in it oh yeah there sure is <laughs> oh yeah
1: i asked her which brand's the best she goes they all break
2: yeah that yeah, was that, her response. that's where they tell me where i buy my stuff yeah if you have the vision that you're of your mom's dishwasher or washing machine that she had for 20 years your whole life that doesn't exist anymore yeah forget it no they all come with the one year limited warranty now everything mm. Because we demand cheap. I don't understand that. But it's just wait us. Uh, there's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean?
0: Doing very well. Uh, keeping my eye closely glued to the fundraising of the various candidates and, and the political parties. Because cash rules everything around me. That's what Wu-Tang taught me back in the day. Uh. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, and right now, all told, the Democratic field has raised $119.5 million, while Trump, just the solo person in that party, has raised about uh, $30 million, so about a quarter of that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I'll be uh, updating that as as new numbers come in. Remember,
2: um, we're only five hundred and sixty-six days until the twenty twenty election.
0: Just under one hundred twenty million. Uh, is- so, judging by the number of Democratic candidates in the field, I think each person's raised about one million.
2: There you go. So, uh, how many times have y'all, those of you who are news junkies and waste the precious moments of your life watching cable news, that sort of thing? Uh, how many times have you heard the report that the president has raised more than twice as much as any Democrat, and he's well positioned? It's just stupid. How stupid do you have to be? To not understand, okay, he's got a unified field; they are very early in a divided field. I just it it makes me fear for the race, and I mean the human race. (laughs) Right? (laughs) (laughs) There's Marshall Phillips who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall?
1: You know, I uh, I am uh, looking forward to the weekend. Easter is coming up uh, this Sunday, and I have been invited on Saturday to go over to a lady's home to uh, get uh, things ready for her celebration. Hard-boiled eggs. We're going to color the eggs. Fantastic. Aww. Eat chocolate bunnies. Drink a uh, little of this, a little Eight of that. chocolate bunnies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. what, what pairs well with a chocolate bunny? <laughs> We're going with a rosé.
2: Fantastic. Yes. Mm.
1: So anyway, I, uh, this is the first time I've uh, done this in a long time. As far as what are you know. going to wear for Easter? You have to wear something Easter-y. Well Well, I... Pastels. Yeah, probably pastels. Uh, maybe a nice uh, pastel sporting coat with a yellow shirt. There and, you uh, I like you that. Know.
2: Seersucker always appropriate oh, for a springtime yes, gathering. Yes.
1: Eat some chocolate
2: bunnies. Yes. <laughs> and drink some wine. Uh huh. Is that a euphemism? Um. It's a family show. <laughs> you know, back to the appliance thing. Does that say anything about America or culture or anything like that? We can. You can. It's it's technically possible to build a washing machine that'll last twenty years. Uh they did that back in the sixties.
1: Sure, when the technology, is easily
2: reparable. When yeah. the technology was much worse. I mean, so it should be easier today. It had a little more lead in them, but that's fine. It should be easier today with the ability to, uh, to machine tools and everything like that. Lead is the wonder metal, Sean. I won't <laughs> brook any anti-lead talk around here. But, but for oh, a variety right. of reasons, we don't. Yeah. We want more things cheaper. China. Why would you want to buy six washing machines through your life instead of one? That's because, cheaper. Because on the same month you buy the washing machine, you can also buy a, a toaster oven and a ticket to a ball game. That's a dumb way to live your life. All right, then. Super. <laughs> I suggest you go <laughs> door probably, to door lecturing people angrily. That's probably why the country's so far in debt. We yes. live our lives with yes. that attitude. Yes. Correct. That's right. Now, let's move on to the whales. No and planning the for the future. No, no planning for the future. No thinking beyond this weekend. No. I don't want to have to plan my dishwasher. <laughs> by making major purchases without dollar one on hand, borrowing the money with with interest. That's yes. a bad that's a dumb culture. Yes. Okay. Just as long as we all agree. Okay. Um, I'm Jack Armstrong. Uh, he's Joe Getty on this Wednesday, April 17th, the year 2019. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. This show's free and worth every penny. Let's begin officially now. According to FCC rules and regs, here we go at Mark. There's a reason why he has those numbers, his fave on fave, is because on a lot of issues, it's not that he's a factional candidate. He's where the mainstream of the Democratic nominating electorate is. There you go. We're talking about Bernie Sanders. Fave on fave. That's a little journalism talk. Because they don't have time to say herbal. <laughs> herbal. Look how much time you wasted with herbal. 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 Fave. Unfave.
1: Uh, what are their headlines, Marshall Phillips? All well, the donations pouring in to rebuild Notre Dame in the record time. We. You need a new heart? Get a 3D printer. An amazing breakthrough. And Illinois. You know, it's, it's less having a heart than installing it that's tricky. <laughs> And Illinois State Attorney Kim Fox with two X's in more hot water over the Smollett case. Coming up. Just heard the story about
2: how many flights are going to be canceled for this summer. Because of the Boeing jet problem? Yeah. Wow. Your major airlines, that's uh, that's something you need to know Wait about. Wait a minute. That's, that's a high change. fly on the thing. They got the software. They've trained the pilots. It'll be fine. Mm. How's uh, mailbag look? Oh, it's very nice indeed. Very, very, very funny. Awesome! Well, that's worth staying tuned for, yes. which is next on the Armstrong and Getty show.
1: Armstrong and Getty. The
2: conscience of the nation.
1: The Armstrong and Getty
2: Show. So I just heard a story about how they passed a law, I think it was in Ohio, about fertility and how you're not allowed to, uh, if you're a fertility doctor, you're not allowed to impregnate the woman with your own sperm. And I thought, what kind of a law is that? Is that a problem? Yeah, I looked into it a little bit. Turns out it's a huge problem oh boy. all around the world and has been for hundreds of years. Really? Yeah, and there are no laws against it. Well, do you mean like in vitro or like climbing on top of the gal? <laughs> in vitro. Okay. But uh, more on that coming up. That's it's a, interesting. It's a, it's, yeah. Who knows? Weirdo fertility doctors. Maybe that's why they got into the (laughs) The business. It would appear that they did. As Sean would say, it's not a bug, it's a feature. It would appear that they did. Mailbag, huh? Weirdos! Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day. There's no more concise or beautiful way to say this than the great Friedrich Hayek, or as I prefer to refer to him as his full name, Friedrich August von Hayek. His friends called him Fritz. It's a good, good nickname. So Fritz Hayek says, A claim for equality of material position can be met only by a government with totalitarian powers. Long story short, if you're going to make equal outcomes for everybody, or even near-equal outcomes, you need totalitarian powers in the government, which is exactly the result all the time. And as another great thinker, Thomas Sowell, put it, if you have two children from the same home, raised by the same parents in the same environment... Same education. Same education, same money, same time. Those two children often have vastly different outcomes in their lives. Well, right. If you can't ensure the same outcome for them, how are you going to do it across a society? Yeah. Well, you would have to assume awesome and terrifying totalitarian powers. And it's just it's simple and self evident, but it's easily forgotten by mankind over and over again. My son's best friend's mom is one of nine, and they're just com- complete, the entire spectrum of results. Mm-hmm. I'll, bet. I'll it's int- bet. It's really interesting. Yeah. And that's that's what makes life so interesting and great. You got one guy on Wall Street uh, and his brother's a Peace Corps uh, guy or, or, you know, that works for some uh, nonprofit saving the children in Africa. That's beautiful. It's not bad. It's fine. On more, a more important topic, though, meatloaf sandwiches, uh, Jack confessed that he's never enjoyed that spectacular leftover delight. In my mind, day one is, is excellent when there, there's meatloaf on the table. My wife makes a fabulous meatloaf. Day two, when I can have it on a sandwich, is 30% better. Than the original loaf. And I like meatloaf, but I've never had it in sandwich form. Zach says, uh, the meatloaf sandwich. Why have I never done this? Bread and condiment suggestions? I'm a whole wheat man, Zach. I toast it for a good reason because I put Worcestershire sauce and ketchup on the meatloaf. And having the toast helps keep it from getting like soggy. Oh, it's spectacular. Way too much thought into a sandwich. Wonder Bread. You pull it out of the package, you slap whatever you're slapping on it, and you eat it. And you're done in, like, 30 seconds. I <laughs> pity you. You're like a bear. Or a dog. Oh, I got things to do. Or a dog-like bear. Uh, also, this passed along by alert listener uh, Liz. Um, Erica, the goldfish, fr- has a friend in heaven. Wait, now I can't remember whether she's alive or dead. That refers to uh, my my Delaney, my daughter's uh, incredibly long-lived uh, 12-year-old, I think, uh, birthday party goldfish that finally passed, I think, last year. Um, uh, yeah, she, uh, Erica, has passed, Liz, but it's uh, linked to a story. Britain's oldest goldfish, George, dies aged 44, leaving owner in tears. Britain had a 47-year-old goldfish. 44? 44. Yeah. 44. yeah. Uh, al- allegedly. Mm-hmm. Allegedly, I'm not can't vouch for that personally. Uh, Let's see. Dear Mr. High Road, writes Andrew to me, Joe Getty, Joe High Road, Getty, big freedom. (laughs) I believe you often say that accuracy is my hallmark. I do say that as it is. Well, I'm happy to tell you that Coonholler, Kentucky is not a real town. The closest I could find was Hollow, Oregon a long way from Kentucky. How about using a real name? Well, I actually use a, a, a fake name intentionally because I, I don't want to start the sort of idiotic controversy that will be on cable news for one day and then go away. Or the residents of Coon Hall are angry at me. On the other hand, Andy in Berkeley does say um, here are a list of my favorite town names in Kentucky. I personally like Big Beaver Lick the best. Mm. Have fun with them. These are actual towns in Kentucky. Hippo. Oddville, Blandville, Shopville, and Blandville. That's where I want to live. And <laughs> you'd be the mayor. I'd be the mayor of Blandville and Fearsville, Vortex, Pig. I wonder if Blandville we all get to eat Wonder Bread, Pig, Kentucky. On a similar theme, Viper, Turkey, Parrot, Spider, Beaver, Terrapin, Raccoon, and Princess. Dwarf Kentucky is a town. Mudlick, Deerlick, Paintlick. That'll give you the brain damage. <laughs> <laughs> Sulfur lick, bee lick, and wolf lick. Don't lick a bee. <laughs> Don't lick a wolf. Uh, possum trot. Oh, that might be our winner, folks. Uh, tie wapety. Monkey's eyebrow. Black bottom. Monkey's eyebrow is a town in Kentucky. Yeah, according to Andy, and he's never lied to me before. Big beaver lick. Marrow bone. Rabbit Hash and I, Booger Branch. Wow, I like those names better than Hilltop or that sort of thing. Plain View. <laughs> How about Meadow View? I've always wanted to be Meadow River or River Meadow. I'd like to discuss with the people who came up with those names. <laughs> I will I will select my winner and announce it next. The selection has been made, the announcement of my small town in Kentucky to refer to, usually in the context of differing costs of living mm-hmm. across America, because the idea of a single standard, financial standard, across the country is ridiculous. It's laughably stupid. The same tax rate for somebody who makes, say, $100,000 in the San Francisco Bay Area versus our new winner, Possum Trot, Kentucky, (laughs) as my cheap town. I did a cost of living calculator thing during the commercials, and I couldn't get Possum Trot because they just don't have statistics for towns that small. Right. But, I mean, just in, in, for instance... uh, The town statistician is also the sheriff. Well, and he's very busy. Um, (laughs) Jefferson County... um, or, or Louisville, Kentucky, uh, that metro area, which housing is going to be vastly more expensive than in Possum Trot, for instance, is half the cost of living of the San Francisco Bay Area. The o- Not just housing, but the overall cost of living. Literally, you must make double the money to have the same lifestyle. I'm surprised it's not more than that. Uh, let's get to the news now. Shout out to now. the good folks at Possum Tribe, by the way. Thanks for listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: News with Marsha Phillips. Well, donations from around the world to rebuild Notre Dame has crossed over now the billion-dollar mark, less than two days A after billion the billion dollars worth of donations? Yep. Now, is Notre Dame still... Um, I'm not going to say Notre Dame. I'm
2: just not. So is Notre Dame still uh, associated with the Catholic Church, or is it not in the Catholic Church world anymore? It's owned by the nation of France yes. Operated by the church Yeah, They still get full access to it To do all their uh, churchy stuff Because the Catholic church Has a blank load of money Yes Yes they do
1: French President Macron is pledging the cathedral is going to be restored. It's going to be more beautiful than ever. Speaking through an interpreter. We will rebuild the cathedral and we'll make it even more beautiful. And I want that to be done within five years. Five years. Experts say that's likely an overly ambitious timetable. It's possible the work could actually take decades. But he's setting the five-year timetable. So uh,
2: how much of the billion dollars donated is a religious thing? Of one of the great houses of worship on the planet? Or just a ancient uh, architectural thing? Well, and a, well, a I like powerful old, symbol of France. I like old buildings. I think it's a lot French pride. But yeah, uh, both. Both. I haven't seen a breakdown, but yeah, there are a lot of Catholics who've donated, but a lot of French people. That's just a yep. s- symbol of France. Notre Dame Cathedral.
1: Public schools in and around Denver closed today as authorities are carrying out a massive manhunt. They're looking for an 18-year-old woman who's said to be obsessed with the mass shooting at Columbine High School. She allegedly flew from Miami to Denver, bought a shotgun and ammo, and they are looking for her.
2: There's so many different kinds of crazy. Oh, yeah, I'm telling you. Yeah, let's hope that they find this lunatic before she does anything. And or she comes to her senses.
1: Cancellations continue and expand. American Airlines canceling 115 flights a day from now through August 19th because of the grounding of the 737 MAX jets. And United has announced it is extending its cancellations as well through the summertime. United said it tried to use other spare planes to minimize the effect of the grounding of all the uh, MAX aircraft. But with the peak summer travel season coming up, making those changes just got too difficult. You know,
2: let's let's have a non-crazed, you know, like viral response to it. Let's have the FAA sit down, figure out if the pilots are adequately trained, and if the sensor system dealio is is operational for properly trained pilots, then let's get moving on it. I think it's probably fine. It's interesting technically. You know, I've got to find the video. I saw a video the other day about... Why the thing had the problems uh, it did. And, you know, for those of you who are into mechanics and physics and technology and, and such, you might mm-hmm. find it really interesting. We'll have that link to armstrongandgetty.com. Give me 10 or 15 minutes to track it down.
1: It is possible. has to
2: do, Marshall, with the placement of the engines. Uh-huh. They place the engines slightly higher on the wing to accomplish various efficiency oh, gotcha. uh, gains but that tends to tilt the nose upward during takeoff, mm. so they had got sensors right. to say, hey, your nose is too high. All right, and, and the pilot's got to know how to use that stuff. Oh, yeah? Well, your butt
1: is too big. Oh. oh, wow. It is possible now to 3D print a human heart using a patient's own cell. What? Israeli scientists have accomplished the feat. It was reported in the journal Advanced Science. It is not a full human size heart. It's closer to the size of a rabbit's, but it's a complete heart with blood vessels, ventricles, and chambers. And the fact that it was grown from a patient's own cells reduced the risk of a transplant failing. I'll bet it would. And I can print this out at home? Yep. Got the old rabbit heart. I do not understand
0: 3D printing at all. It is practically <laughs> voodoo and witchcraft from my perspective, but it's going to be a game changer in so many ways that it's... we can't even possibly imagine. It seems like it
2: could be one of those things that I'm going to be shocked at how it changes the world,
0: man,
2: and surprised that I couldn't see it coming because I have such a small vision. <laughs>
0: But uh, <laughs> I'm going to yeah. 3D print me some <laughs> Dwayne the Rock Johnson arms and just bolt those into my
1: shoulders. Sew them so on yourself yeah. because I still see myself
2: uh. as just not needing one of these, and I, and then and, and mm. I keep I keep being told that we're all going to have them soon and desperately need them, and wonder
1: how we ever lived without them. Right. The next step the uh, scientists say is to teach the hearts to behave like human hearts. First, they're going to what? They're Rewards trans- and punishments. <laughs> they're,
2: it's like a dog or a kid. First, they're going to transfer. So first, you have it fall in love, and then you break it. Break the heart, right? This is how it feels. How do you like it? <laughs>
1: First, they're going to transplant the hearts into animals and eventually into humans. Have it undergo a total eclipse. <laughs> total eclipse of the rabbit heart. If the heart attacks
0: you, you rub your nose in it, rub its nose it. Dang it. I That's the way you
1: train a heart. The hope is that within 10 years there'll be organ printers in the finest hospitals around the world, and these procedures will be carried out routinely. Well,
2: it looks like you need a new heart. Uh, take a couple minutes. It's ready. Okay, let's stick her in. There you go. You're off on your way. It's going to
1: be like getting your oil
2: changed or something Damn. you'll be sitting there tapping your foot right. in the waiting room t- trying not to watch the idiotic show that's blaring as you wait for your new heart hey get to work on livers by the way medical science <laughs> yeah, <no laughs> kidding. asking for a friend
1: yeah, that's your that's your news i'm marshall phillips the armstrong and getty show the conscience of the nation i'm trying to figure out if i uh if i drove through possum trot kentucky
2: i may have it's Right across the uh, the river from Illinois. And Judy and I took a vacation once when we were young and poor. We avoided all the interstates and drove uh, south and then headed for Nashville from uh, central Illinois. Anyway, shout out to our new example town in Kentucky. It's actually an unincorporated area, Jack. Possum Trot? Those are my favorite. They have an, I think it's an IGA grocery store and a convenience store. Those are my favorite. Yeah. It's all you need.
1: Well, I, I can attest you. to
2: that. Carl's Automotive Machine Shop is right down the road if you have need. Hmm? <laughs> Number of churches as well for yeah. folks of various faiths. Yeah, Marshall's IGA right there at the corner of oh, Highway 62 and whatever street that is. Calvert City. Total eclipse of the monkey heart. I'm sorry, <laughs> rabbit heart.
1: <laughs> rabbit heart, yes. Can I print
2: out any animal's heart I want just for fun? Sure. I, you, know, you can get a monkey heart if you like. Today, beaver heart. And I'm um, chucking your feces. <laughs> you know. You already do that. What were they chanting at uh, Pete Buttigieg, the presidential candidate? Oh, I hope it wasn't unkind. Ah, what is wrong with people? And speaking of what's wrong with people, why they had to pass a law about fertility doctors in Ohio. Oh, boy. God!
1: What's
2: the matter with you what people? What is wrong with you people? <laughs> You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: Thing I can
1: do A total eclipse of Rabbit <laughs> Armstrong and Getty The conscience of the nation So am I going to be able to hear this
2: and tell what it is? This is Pete Buttigieg making the rounds, giving speeches. He's the hottest thing in the Democratic Party right now, and some not good chanting.
1: And as somebody very much enjoying the first year of married life, I would say freedom is what's at stake in the idea of whether a county clerk gets to tell you who you ought to marry. Speaking of things, hello again. Speaking of things that are at stake... That do not belong to a single political party. E, 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 e. Yeah, you know, the good news is the condition of my soul is in the hands of God, but the Iowa caucuses are up to you.
2: So, uh, some guy, what do he yell? Remember Sodom and Gomorrah? Yep. All right, so one nut job. He follows him, whoa, the Bible's nuts, is it in your world? The Bible! (laughs) Figured I'd avoid the emails coming in. What Um, chapter in How to Argue Unfairly is that? (laughs) (laughs) It's in chapter three of my book, Joe Getty's Guide to Arguing Unfairly. (laughs) Uh, Right, so, uh, yeah, guy's uh, chanting him around, or following him around, rather, yelling, remember Sodom and Gomorrah, Pete, at all his uh, his, uh, campaign appearances. All right, man is because not sympathetic to homosexuals because Pete Buttigieg is a, a gay man and married. Okay, all right. Um, so that's that. So one, look forward to more of that as long as uh, Pete remains the flavor of uh, the months that go by, the many months, the many many months, five hundred and sixty six days until the twenty twenty election, Jack. which is why I'm transitioning to a new story. Please do. <laughs> so um, many days. It is so <laughs> many days. It is so many days. I hate to comment on something we're not commenting on, but Rahm Emanuel, current (laughs) current mayor of Chicago, got uh, Obama elected the other day on Face the ABC this week, said, Only nut jobs like us are following it now. Amen to that. Moving along. (laughs) Our plastic bag bans garbage. Coming up. So they passed a law, I think it was in Ohio. I heard it doesn't really make any difference on where it's against the law if you're a fertility doctor to in, to uh, uh impregnate a woman with your own sperm. Mm. And I thought, well, what a wacky law that is. Well, it isn't well, it turns it just out, a time and money savings. I'm turn, a fine doctor, I'm a bright fellow, I got through medical school, I'm handsome, I'm fit. Turns out and I it's have a, the most uh, excellent semen. Yes? Turns out this is quite a problem that happens a lot. Um this particular guy in Ohio had impregnated I think 30 women. So over, have I. So tw- what? Over 20 years. Jeez. Over 20 years. <laughs> I'm an old bluesman. So you go in with you and you and your husband go in with his, you know, his sperm. Um uh, and and you you know you're having trouble getting pregnant the regular way sure. and so this doctor takes over and, and impregnates him with your with his sperm. Wow, that's an odd quirk. Well, but, but, but yeah, it's a weird thing for him to do, and of course it'd just be devastating to find that out. Yeah, and just weird and strange and well okay, and so just off
1: putting. I so, mean,
2: it's so, wow. So I Google that and I come across this: a Dutch fertility doctor who fathered 49 children the same way. And they finally have all nailed this down, and 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 got him to confess, and done the DNA tests, and all these forty nine adults have, uh, have have suspected this forever, and they. But it's difficult because you've got you know you're raising this kid, and then you start to think that doesn't look like me, and uh, you know, and, yeah. but it's you know you're raising the kid, and you love it, but it's just you know all the, all the tough things that you can imagine that go with this and then the child right when the child gets older you know i love them they raised me but i want to know my real father and right medical history that sort of thing yeah that's just in that's i mean obviously it's selfish but it's so nuts there's got to be some sort of syndrome here. clearly where, where was that second doctor from that you talked this about? is a dutch physician there are only two things i can't stand in this <laughs> world people who are intolerant of other people's cultures and the dutch <laughs> Some fear that this guy fathered 200 children in the clinic, but they haven't nailed that down wow. yet. Wow! The first successful artificial insemination ever performed in 1884. The doctor didn't use the sperm he was supposed to use, using a steam-powered inseminationatron <laughs> <laughs> made of pure lead and wood. Need more gunpowder. <laughs> yikes but he the first Early days the, the first one ever performed yes wow wait a minute listen you know what i could do i could i could knock her up with my dna is it as simple as the animal need to reproduce that's crazy it's very strange the first one and that one remained a secret until the child was 25 years old um, in the 80s and 90s, when in vitro fertilization and sperm banks began to take off, there was little, if any, government regulation um, all over the world. It, no laws. The United, Most of the United States, this is why they just passed a law uh, the other day in one state, many states in the US still do not have any law against this sort of behavior. So if an infertility, infertility specialist does this sort of thing, you can maybe charge them, charge them with fraud or perjury if they lied, but there's nothing else to charge them with. <laughs> Unlawful sperm substitution? I mean, it's such a deeply powerful crime. Right. Me and my wife want to have a baby. Oh, my God, great. She is pregnant. Thank you, doctor, for the help. And now right. it's not our kid. He just chuckled. <laughs> Weirdo. Wow. Um, That's got, a sickness. Got this guy in the 90s, uh, inseminated 52 patients with his own sperm, but couldn't be charged with any more than fraud or perjury. This was in the United States. It's not the most extreme scenario, though, Joe. At one fertility clinic in the UK, a physician named it doesn't matter who is accused of fathering more than six hundred babies without telling the mothers. That's over the years of being astonishing six hundred. So this it's we're into so it's the a thing. whole. Do the sort of people who like to do this tend to become priests? Discussion or coaches? Right. Or whatever your yeah. situation is. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You got to You got to wonder. Did you get into the fertility? You had to. There's no way. And I don't know how you end up with a lot of these specialties anyway. I've always wondered how'd you end up being a specialist in feet or right. a foot doctor? I just love or, feet. I tell you what, you get the heel, the arch, the toes. <laughs> it's all there. <laughs> Ear, nose, and throat, whatever it is. I've sure. always wondered what, what Weird path <laughs> took you down that. I don't know what makes you want to be a fertility specialist, but some of these people they oh here's my chance. Impregnate a bunch of randos. Yeah, here's what, what I'll do. I'll go to college and then grad school and medical school and serve a residency. Then I'll open up a clinic, yeah, that's what I'll do. And then I'll uh, I'll get clients, but then <laughs> and then I'll use my own sperm. It's not a sexual thing, I don't think. It is think in it the is? purest biological way. Well, of course, but you're not yes. having the good part of sex. Well, <laughs> not my favorite part, no. Well, right. Oh, this is so strange. The part we all look forward to. It is so strange. I mean, it, but I, I guess I need to know: Are there 12 million fertility doctors around the world, and five have done this, or is it like 20 percent? Uh, there have been 8 million babies born using this since it was invented, which okay. is a smaller number than I would have guessed. Right. Um, and a significant uh, number of them were, you know, the the uh, product of this sort of perversion. Weirdos. There's so many kinds of weirdos. Oh, I know it. I know it. They invent a new kind every day, too. That Columbine woman, the woman that showed up in Denver, Colorado with guns or whatever. I mean, what's what's her kind of crazy? Well, she's obviously unstable and has uh, fully absorbed the media's lesson that these people are, are heroes. They're anti heroes, They're to be admired, and feared school shooters and stupid, angry cowards who decide they get to hurt people just because they're mad. Um, yeah. So, yeah. She's okay. Of- we got this text and it's worth saying. The father is the man who loves and raises you. The birth father is the guy who provided the sperm. The uh, as an sperm adoptive donor, as yeah. an adoptive mother, these terms matter to me. You know, and, uh, Amen to that. I fully believe that the raising a child is definitely where the meat of the matter is. The uh, oh, absolutely. impregnating a woman is yeah. anybody can do that. Any boy can produce a child. It takes a man to raise one. Huh? All right then. Oh, uh, multiple requests, Sean. Multiple requests for the beginning of Monday's podcast at half speed. Listening to Michael and Jack sounding like a couple of drunks talking about their taxes is just hilarious. What? And not only... Not only have we received, uh, in the course of the last couple of days, multiple requests for playing of Half Speed Podcast. What? I know. But this one's from Sheldon in Kabul, Afghanistan. Is this the very popular One More Thing podcast? Yes. Okay. That's available where podcasts are given away for free because we're stupid. That's (laughs) iTunes (laughs) and iHeartRadio. That's right. The super popular, which we're supposed to promote more, One More Thing podcast. Also, the Armstrong and Getty Extra Large podcast, which we're way overdue to make another one of. So. But people are listening to them at half speed and finding them... Uh, yes. Monday's podcast, half speed, please.
0: Double speed podcast listening is also a thing. And right. yeah. There are people who now can't have normal conversations because right. they're so used to listening to stuff at double the speed.
2: I'm told one and a quarter to one and a half is the sweet spot. Yeah, I know a lot of people do that with books, um, audio yeah. books. Yeah, I can really go through a lot of books that way. I don't know, I think it It was the best of times, it was the worst of times. Yeah, <laughs> I think it would make Come me... <laughs> I think it would make me crazy. It was dark and stormy night. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.